Morning, folks. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you up early and at it already. Morning, James. Morning, Alison. Morning, Stu. Mate, haven't seen you for ages. We need to catch up, Stu. Give us a call. Alison, Chris, Danny. We've got a few. Uh... Oh, yes, good. It's on. It's on, Alison. Time to do the do. <laughs> Uh, exciting times, mate. That's great. Uh, morning, Marcus. Good to see everyone here. Hey, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Like I said just a moment ago, good to see you all here this morning. That's Chris as well. Well, things are, you know, warming up, getting things going. As always, quick intros just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Jason Witten's my name. You didn't already know, most of you do. This is uh, something we do. Each weekday at about 10 past 8, we, uh, we grab a little coffee, we catch up and talk about the world of investing, talk about the world of property investing mostly, but sometimes there's a bit of crossover. That, you know, after 30 years coaching property investors, 25 years investing myself, you know, with thousands and thousands and thousands of property deals done, might have a few insights that uh, might be worth hearing or understanding. So every now and then, if you listen, (laughs) you might pick up a nugget or two, a gold nugget, hopefully, not a chicken nugget. Anyway, there you go. That's the intros. If you're brand new or if you're hanging around, um, give us a shout-out. Give us a shout-out saying, hey, g'day, new on the scene here, where you might be dialing in from. be great to hear from you. Look a bit dishevelled this morning. I promise I've uh, I've been up early. I've had a coffee. I've been, you know, um, anyway, maybe I need to iron my shirt or something. Anyway, there you go. All right, let's talk about the idea or the world of supply. Has anyone seen these uh, these conversations of recent times? Um, well, it's an interesting thing when you have a look at data and information, but uh, one little piece of the puzzle, and I'll chuck this up there now, um, you know, uh, that uh, we have had or we had late last year or, and uh, it was early, it was late, early 2021, mid-20, you know, mid-21 to sort of mid-22, um, you know, record level of approvals for detached houses. So record level of houses, folks, and then a record level of houses under construction. And I've had this question a few times and I've asked it myself, hang on, hang on, why are we, why are we, you know, why do we have, if this is the case, if this is the case, you know, why if we've got a record level of houses being constructed, do we have at the moment the lowest vacancy rates, you know, ever in Australia's history, the worst actual completions in supply of residential real estate, what's going on? What's going on, folks? Tell me. What happened here? Anyone want to tell me in the chat right now or a quick a quick conversation here? Why did this spike? Why did we sort of break out of the kind of the normal level of kind of, you know, tracking along the houses between sort of 40,000 and let's say 70,000 being um, constructed? And... Uh, why did we break out? Why did we sort of go through this? And you can see these other spikes. There's some 
there's some uh, examples in these other spikes as well. Um, but these spikes usually are accelerated by who? What happened? Does anyone know? Anyone remember what went on in that spike there? Chuck that in the chat for me if you know. But what happened is the government gave away free money, free money, free dollars. Yep. Um, yeah. APRA tanked construction uh, a while ago. That is for sure, Luke. So uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But why? Uh, why? What happened here? Well, the government gave away free money for some people, first home buyers, uh, and sort of you know, Prince Place of Residence upgraders and all sorts of stuff. You could get up to sixty thousand dollars, sixty k, free, like like literally in um, actual cash um, and incentives from the government to buy a house. So what happened is a lot of first-home buyers, a lot of owner-occupiers or wannabe owner-occupiers, um, yeah, basically, Alison's right, her friend basically got a free house. Folks, I helped so many people get into a free house or close enough to it, um, let's face it. Um, but what, what there is always an opposite to when something happens on one side, which is not normal, which is not natural in the scheme of the economic, um, you know, the supply chain. So what happened? We get a record number of houses. And tell me right now, um, what went down? What happened, folks? Uh, Basically, we've been able to at maximum, at best ever in Australia's history or recent history, build Build maybe, you know, 70,000 houses. So what happens when we go from, you know, down here, we were sort of probably settling into 55,000 houses. What happens when we double in one year? What happens when we double in one year the requirement to go from 50,000 houses to 100,000 houses in one year? Tell me what happens, folks. In the middle of, for crying out loud, in the middle of a pandemic uh, and a supply chain issue. But tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. And this is where, um, boom, yep, yep. It, it's, it, was, it, it was aimed at owner-occupiers exactly, Luke, uh, which, is, which is, and it didn't add any true supply to the property market because owner-occupiers just move into their houses, uh, no rental supply for um, booming populations. And uh, you know what happened? Well. We couldn't build them, folks. You know, this is what's happening. Um, where's this uh, Where's this thing here? Check it out. The actual completions, even though we had record number, right, of record number of expected completions, we tanked hard. Look at this. Like, you know, our worst effort uh, for approvals to completions um, literally for a long time. You know, we had one back here, you know, um, which was a bit uh, a bit low as well, but up to 10% not, not no completions. And this, folks, is a downward trend right now, a downward trend. Now, the challenge is for many, uh, for many of us, um, we we'll say, well, what does that mean to me as an investor? Well, I think, um, you know, I think, you guys know the drill when it comes to these pressures will show up in a positive way if you own real estate. 
Uh, they'll show up in a negative way if you don't own real estate because it's going to be harder to get in into the future, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, for me, I'd be saying, you know, crack on, team, crack on right now um, because the market's having a breather, but supply is worse than ever, all right? Now, the thing is, this is like check out from 2000, you know, the, the completions, um, you know, actual completions have been quite, Steady. If you have a look at, if you have a look at that for houses, right? So you know, thirty thousand a year or whatever it is. What, what's the difference? What's the gap between approvals and completions? Right. Well, that's an interesting one. All right. <laughs> that's great, Alison. Um, well, the gap between approvals and completions uh, is certainly one that uh, we need to understand. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, let's check this out. So since 2000, you know, on average, we've been able to deliver about 30,000 houses. Um, we haven't been able to increase that delivery mechanism in Australia from, from a housing point of view for all sorts of reasons. You know, the cost of spreading infrastructure, um, you know, the, the, um, the, the number of people in construction in Australia, all sorts of stuff, right? But what's happened, have a look at since 2000, this is it, since 2000, and we're in 2023 today, folks. What's the thing missing here that um, from 2000 to today that that uh, not many people are talking about? We can still deliver about 30,000 completed houses a year, but what has happened in that 23 years that um, by and large is this this number as a proportion has actually gone down. Anyone um, anyone know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to ask a question without giving you the answer. <laughs> anyway, hey, Jeff, there he is out in the water truck. Boom, rising population. Luke, all over it. So let's have a look at this. Since 2020, let's call it there, right? We might have had, you know, close to 19 million people. We've now added... Six million, six million people, folks. We've added six million people, and even if we call it five million people, so our population has increased twenty five percent. Is that right? Twenty five. Anyway, maybe not twenty five percent, ten percent. Anyway, you know the math. It's a lot of people, and it's only going to get more right now, folks, as we go. So we we could we can still only deliver thirty thousand houses. Is, is anyone getting what I'm laying down here? Like, like, who's who's seeing this, folks? Right, we've got our ability to produce houses that or they're there about even when we've got record interest in getting a house, but our population's going up, and we still can't deliver it. Right. Uh, I can tell you right now, we've got some challenges on the radar for all of us. And if you're on the wrong side of this ledger, folks, it's going to be a real issue, right? So what is going on right now? Let's go back here. Actually, I'm just going to quickly show you this one. Right. And, uh, you know, let's have a look at the world of, of apartments. Let's, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, check this out. We. The, the only solution, and folks, you know, this the future is medium to high density um, 
medium to high density living for cities, right? For all sorts of reasons, environmental, health, cost, infrastructure. Australia is one of the largest landmass continents on the world, uh, in the world, like so um, countries with the smallest population. Folks, you know, we can't, we, we can't afford as a country to spread endlessly into, into the wilderness, and we don't want to anyway. You don't want to sort of chop, chop all the you know, trees down and ruin the environment. So the country has to densify. It densifies in the cities. That's the future. Uh, whether you want to live in an apartment or not, the majority of people in the next 40 years will be living in the cities in Australia, mostly in Australia, and they're going to live in apartments. Right? So that's where the future growth is. Okay, But the challenge is, the problem is, check out this forecast, absolute train wreck. Folks, train wreck, train wreck of completions. We had some record high completions over here, um, which were still coming from low, low supply in previous years after the GFC, the GFC really relaxed the supply as well. So we had to catch up, and we only caught up in a couple of cities um, as we go. Um, looks like we've got uh, a little bit of an internet issue, so hopefully let me know if it's still going okay, folks. Um, and our forecast, and right now we've got a train wreck. Along comes APRA in their wisdom in sort of 2020 late 2017 and 2018 and Polax the supply chain with their bank investigations, you know, getting rid of buyers out of the country, all sorts of stuff. Now, I'm not debating today one way or another whether that's right, wrong or indifferent, but, you know, what, what's happened is meddling with the, um, the supply of money Meddling with the supply of real estate in Australia is causing absolute nightmares for for developers, builders, um, renters, and uh, it's not going to abate. Right? We have got a disaster on our hands, folks. A disaster. The completions are going to be, you know, that's a technical term. Poo. <laughs> They're going to be rubbish. And if you are an owner of real estate. What is happening? Last time, CPI um, and rents, well, we've got inflation. Check out what happened. Rents got up to 10% growth. Last time we had high inflation. Um, and, uh, you know, somewhere in mid sort of 2020 and 2021, rents were a little bit stagnant. But what's happened right now? Rents going through the roof. Check this out. All right. Check this out. Um, and, uh, you know, you have a look at the last three, um, three years of rents, houses, um, apartments. That's for the, whole, for the whole nation. It's pretty good when it comes to rental growth. And that's going to continue, team. That's going to continue, folks. That's where we're going. You know, where do, what, what happens? How do we go from, you know, oh, I'll do that. How do we go from a record level of houses being constructed? How do we go from a record level of houses being constructed to the worst completions we've seen in the last 20 years? And it's not going to get any better, folks. It is not going to get any better. So what's the point of my 
rambling conversation today, my point of the rambling conversation, folks, is once this malarkey of the interest rate concerns uh, is in the rear vision mirror, and by the end of this year, that will be the case. All right, mark my words, it will be, it will be in the rear vision mirror. Right, interest rates will start to go down, inflation will start to go down, and we will find ourselves in the lowest vacancy rates Australia has ever seen, the highest population Australia has ever had, the worst supply and completion of residential real estate we have ever seen in history. And when people realize the world has not ended, in that sense, and the price of real estate at the moment has gone back about 5% based on Andrew Wilson, someone we trust. In three to five years' time, we'll be looking back going, I wish I would have bought then when everyone was sitting on their hands, worried about interest rates, which are not going to last. Mark my words. I'm going. This is on record. I'm recording this right now. Here's the drill. You're going to look back in three years' time and go, I wish I would have bought back then because it was $100,000 cheaper then. It's not going to get cheaper. It's not going to get easier for us because the supply is non-existent. Folks, there's my call. There's my call. Anyway, get off your hands. If you can, if you can buy a property, get on with it. I'm, that's what I'm telling you right now. There's, there's my instructions. So, Got a question. So apartments better than, say, a duplex or a townhouse. I like all of them. The question is, um, the question has to be asked in conjunction with other questions, um, whoever was asking that question. And it depends on what you're up, uh, what you're trying to achieve. I like apartments for their ability to have a better location next to infrastructure that I want to be to be next to for, for a right the right price. And apartments can have some very flexible income um, capacity, short-term letting, furnished, etc. Townhouses and duplexes, they you end up sort of in this middle ring with a with with some land content, um, which I like, and they're kind of like this. Um, in the suburbs, in a nice neighbourhood with some land content but not too far away. Uh, and then you go further away, you know, for houses, et cetera. So good question. Uh, it does depend on, you know, how many, what type of properties you've already got in your portfolio, you know, where you own them already, you know, diversification, mix, all that sort of stuff. So it's a good question but I, I can't answer it specifically uh, other than to say they are all good for the right reasons. Anyway, that's kind of like a politician's answer, isn't it? <laughs> but if I knew your personal circumstance, I could give you some guidance. Anyway, folks, that's it. Um, done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Thanks for joining me today. Like, listen, I'm telling you, there is not the only indicators for people who are looking past this year Right, so anyone who's looking to the middle of the year is all like, "Oh, the interest rates, oh, the the mortgage cliff, oh, the fixed interest rates." Right now, I'm not saying that it's not hard for people to pay their mortgages, folks. Right? Um, yeah. Well, there you go, Chris. I'm telling you, it's it's already happened, folks. 
This is what I'm telling you. The future is already underway, right? right? We already know that the interest rates are going to peak and then they're going to go down. We already know inflation's going to peak and then it's going to go down. What's going to be left behind? What's going to be left behind? That's the question you need to understand, right? Because what's going to be left behind is a disaster of epic proportions when it comes to supply. And are you in position to take advantage of that as a property investor? Big question mark. Anyway, there you go. I'm a bit ranty this morning, but there you go. I'm done. I'm done, folks. I'm done. Wealth Coffee Chat. Stop talking, Jason. You're over time. Anyway, great to have you here today, folks. Thanks for joining me. Um, Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. As always, you guys know the drill when it's on. It's at 10 past 8. And that's it. I'm done. All right, I'm going. See ya. (laughs) Bye. 